Hey everyone, how is it going? This is your big host Vishal on podcast hashtag Towards Digital. Today we have something exciting for you. I would like to introduce Mr. Balpreet Singh, AVP Reliance of Digital Transformation Initiatives. Mr. Balpreet Singh with MBA from IIM and a professional experience of 17 plus years, he has worked in consulting firms like SAP and Bristlecone. Currently, Mr. Balpreet works at Reliance Industries Limited and Assistant Vice President in the IT department. He is managing the delivery of digital transformation initiatives for internal customers. He joined RIL in 2011 as part of the Accelerated Leadership Program, which had a selection ratio of only 2%. With a proven track record in digital strategy roadmap and implementation, many more today, we are going to have a small chat with him on his approach to digital transformation. Thank you, Balpreet sir. Good morning, Sasiya Kal. Thank you for uh, meeting us today. Uh, I said so this is what happened. So uh, we got in touch, and I was really, really impressed by the work that you're doing. At, uh, for in digital transformation, if you can briefly share your journey till now, so that everyone can have a uh, can have a good understanding for this area. Good morning, Vishal. Thanks for having me here. Uh, it's been nice uh, knowing each other, and that's how we landed up here. So, about my journey, and let me focus a little more upon the business transformation and digital transformation piece of it. So, I've been into these transformation related projects for more than a decade now and uh, it started off with my work into consulting landing up into uh, a client project from there on coming into my current employer and where i was a part of a large uh, multi-year business transformation program post that it became logical uh, for the organization to look at the technology aspect and trying to use it to take care of uh, few areas which were uh, coming in new and not uh, catered by business transformation program earlier and specifically to supply chain transformation which is my core area since uh, my uh, post mba work so that's how my journey has been and a lot of great uh, learnings out of it where you get to learn something and obviously deliver and see that getting used in a way that you feel proud that yes, uh, the efforts that everyone has put actually reaps dividends the way we hear about across the globe. Okay, great, great. Sid, how would you explain digital transformation to a 12-year-old kid? Okay, an, an interesting question. So, you know, for a 12-year-old kid, we should not go into any jargons. Uh, a 12-year-old kid probably would have seen a lot of things. For them, uh, it would not be a transformation. For It would be the way it happens today. For example, they would know how to use a mobile app and we can give them a lot of things that you know earlier these things used to happen in this way now we do it this way so then and now doesn't work for them and uh, probably if i if i if i remove a year from your you know 12 year old kid i have 11 year old daughter so i can very easily relate to this question and we keep telling her 
that you know we used to do things like this we did yeah. not have an internet we had a phone uh, which did not have uh, you know which was not a smartphone so we just need to tell them that and now a lot of things you know she uh, teaches us so in that way digital transformation we don't need to explain let them experience and the way they uh, you know take it so uh, means they feel that that is the normal uh, and we relate to it that earlier uh, there was nothing like this and now it is there for them this is you know the way now we talk about new normal this is the normal for them so if a kid can book a, a hotel uh, for us or search a hotel and you know we can help them uh, do and maybe in the post covid scenario or book an app or do probably even their online classes on zoom or google meet or microsoft teams that is what the transformation is they don't need to step out and still do a lot of their classes hobby classes that is what transformation is impacting them and that is how they'll understand that oh my parents did not go through this or did not have the option of this when they were my age and now i have it and probably those stories where they would say that yeah yeah i know you did not have this you did not have that probably that is how they'll understand that okay there is something which is different in those few decades and that's how probably i'll explain that was one very amazing line let them experience it i mean that that song sort of forms the gist of it thank you thank you so so what is the difference between digital transformation and a business transformation yeah vishal so uh, you know the way i look at it is the end result for both business transformation or digital transformation is to add value to the business now they have their own nuances uh, there are overlaps i would say and differences as well so for that let's just step back and understand what exactly a digital transformation and a business transformation is and it will help us uh, correlate what is similar and what is different so the way i try to understand business transformation is uh, a program which would align people process and technology or systems within an organization in order to match the strategy or the vision that they've thought for themselves over next uh, decade or so and uh, at the end of it they want to achieve a better top line and a uh, increased bottom line now how can we do that for an organization either they'll uh, you know uh, increase the revenues and hence accordingly the bottom line would also increase or by decreasing the cost so that the uh, bottom line may increase the top line may not be increasing at that rate so so these are the ways that they would look at it now in in terms of the usage of this term i see that this has got used probably from early 2000s till probably mid of last decade means 2014 15 onwards and probably then onwards digital transformation started getting used more now if we take an example to understand how uh, we can uh, better get a grip of business transformation so let me take this example of vf corporation a clothing brand based out of yeah. north america uh, okay. started around uh, like 
1899 or so. Uh, now it has uh, the brands called North Face, Timberland, Yansport in their uh, bouquet of brands. Uh, in early 2000, they got stuck uh, in terms of their business growth trajectory. Top line was stagnating. Then in came a business transformation program for them uh, with a consulting partner. This helped them increase their top line from $7 billion, which was uh, in around 2008, to $11 billion in 2013. So this wow. was a shift in their top line, which also brought in more profitability and a better gross margin. So here, as we see, they did a set of uh, processes and uh, you know strategy improvement, which let them do it. So this is how we understand business transformation. Now let's come to digital transformation. So as the word suggests, obviously there is a digital or a technology component to it. However, along with it, what is more important is it's a radical rethinking of usage of that technology along with the people process that anyways are a part of it, which would fundamentally change the business performance. Now, you know, this is a definition which I have, uh, you know, uh, the way I have explained has been put forth by George Westerman, the principal research scientist at MIT Digital Transformation. He's one of the greatest proponent of, uh, you know, digital transformation. So uh, this is where I feel it helped me understand and uh, it will help a lot of us, uh, you know, uh, take it in a very simple way. Now, what digital transformation also aims is to deliver value to the customer. And the backbone here is technology, which plays, plays a very key part here. So how it started in terms of, you know, the timeline, it started in early 2010-11, sort of started picking up. And uh, over this decade, you know, we have seen a lot of these uh, examples going in. How it started picking up, there are four key technology areas that were on offer to all these uh, organizations to look at. So the acronym is AMPS. A is for analytical tools and application. M is for mobile tools and application. P is for platform, uh, which can be used to share digital capabilities. And S, obviously, social media. So okay. the term coined by IMD Global Center for Digital Business Transformation summarizes how the technology could be put to use. Now, uh, this is how uh, we understand. Now, we take an example to understand further. So, I have an example for a bank, uh, BMO Harris Bank of uh, Chicago, Illinois in US. They had a process of loan processing, uh, which would take their customer filling in a loan draft uh, uh, form, and which when their uh, people filled it on behalf of the customer, it would take about an hour, and the customer was waiting in front of them yes. for going ahead. Now, yeah. They thought of transforming this piece of the process digitally in order to give a good, I would say, user experience, not only customer, but also their employee experience, because this was like a non-value added work for their uh, employees as well. Yes. When they made it online, the customer could fill it anytime, anywhere before even coming into uh, the bank, they found that this part of the business rose 275% year on year. Now, this is the power of using technology. And uh, that makes us, you know, understand that how digital transformation 
having technology at a core can actually make us think the process radically so how we see business transformation also does the same you know value add digital transformation also has a same or a similar value add the bigger change here is that digital transformation has more tools that it provides to us in terms of technology but the end result is the same so there are nuances a business transformation may not leverage a lot of technology however still achieve the end goal digital transformation per se looks at these technologies on offer so this is probably the difference however i see you know at the end of it uh, everybody doing the uh, same output which is improving the business performance and yeah. now probably you and me and lot of us would see the word digital transformation being used in a lot of you know social media and resumes everybody you know uh, it seems like it's doing digital and i i can quote a small example here one of the consulting you know big four consulting partner uh, was interacting with us for a project and he told that you know i am doing digital for uh, two decades then he realized no not the digital digital per se but yes the transformation piece so that's how okay. anything that somebody has done you know along back would have been another form of a transformation now it's digital but the resume goes by that uh, <laughs> decade old digital transformation profession yes everyone everyone now wants a piece of uh, digital transformation yeah yeah yep. all right so so what are the drivers uh, behind digital transformation yeah so uh, you know i see probably you know pre covid scenario i would say there were three key digital transformation drivers covid brought in a a fourth driver as well and we would have seen this you know actually happening across so let me take that first so we all were working you know very easily uh, in our offices everything you know kids were going to school now comes in this external factor which makes everybody think radically different that why can't we do these things from a different location away from those physical environment which we were there be it school or be it offices or any other business which can happen with a physical distance so i think whatever other factors could not accelerate this external factor accelerated now there were external factors earlier as well but this made a quantum leap into it so this yes. is one big driver and going ahead i i would see that there could be other such external drivers which will pull anything which has got left behind apart from this there are few other external drivers anyways which make people you know think so uh, one of them being uh, a, an organization will need to be relevant among their competitors so if competitors are doing something else they are leveraging technology to completely rethink how they have to cater to their customer base this incumbent would also need to think in the same way this way the companies would start accelerating innovation or experiments within their uh, area of influence and start looking at either improving the existing offering or coming up with a new offering altogether yes then the, the other driver that i see is in general the customer expectation rising so if i as a customer see something different in a different industry vertical 
I would prefer or demand the same from any other industry vertical as well. So let's say if, you know, Tata Sky is offering me WhatsApp, you know, interface, I can add or delete a channel using WhatsApp message. Why can't a bank give me something like that? Got it. And yes. hence, I see a lot of financial, uh, you know, organization, be it banks or mutual funds, offering this as another way of interaction. This obviously makes business sense. I don't have to call up any call center. So this is how uh, rising customer expectation understood by the organization helps them in also def uh, redefining a part of their process. And uh, the, the last point is speed of transformation. We see that, you know, with changing technology, the pace of transformation has to keep up pace, else the organization would not be relevant. So yeah. I would say these are four areas. And now loosely, uh, I, I see that, uh, you know, how I, I thought through this or people think through this, there's already something as a, you know, a process which have been put in terms of a model is Porter's Five Forces model. So somewhere it talks about how an organization has these forces across them. So something similar happens with the digital transformation drivers as well. Great, great. So one last question before, before we uh, wrap up. So this is an important one. So how to handle cultural change uh, that comes with the, uh, that comes or evolves from the digital transformation? I mean, how, how to handle that, that cultural change management? Yeah. Yeah, so Vishal, let me give you a stat here uh, before we understand uh, what is it and how it does. So I've read in one of the HBR article, which was published in March 2019, I think, uh, there was a survey done for uh, top management across various companies about uh, a digital transformation and other areas that they feel as a risk for their organization. So the topmost concern for them was digital transformation. And yet 70% of all the digital transformation programs around that time failed. So the investment size was around $1.3 trillion. What it means is around $900 billion worth of initiatives failed. Yes. And I was, uh, I follow another, you know, digital transformation uh, uh, guru, I would say, Tony Saldana, who was in uh, uh, PNG and he led a big uh, transformation program there and now is uh, an author as well now. He also mentioned about the 70% failure rate. Now, if we step back and probably think what could be a uh, reason uh, behind this, and one of the reason is not able to manage organizational change management. So what happens is people feel that now that I have technology, let me just you know put it to some use and the job is done. So this is where probably over prioritization or focus a little more on technology and not on people aspect make organization not get the output that they yeah. are looking at. So this is how we can understand how important change management is. Now, if people uh, in these organizations take care of three areas, I feel uh, a, a big battle is won for them. 
So the first one is, which happens a little lesser in most of the organization getting into it is a culture of conversation and sharing information. Most of the organization feel that, uh, yes, I'll send across a mailer that from today we have started doing this and people would understand. They don't engage their employees into conversations, let them express themselves uh, on what their points are. Now, people could be hard to convince. If there is a new process which is improving on current, people may feel that it is doing something negative to them. Now, their feedback, their concerns, their alignment is important. If due time is given to these things from the start or even probably, you know, in the pre-kickoff scenario when the project hasn't even started, people would get aligned and they become the change agents. So all this middle management and lower uh, card people, once they start understanding, they will convert the naysayers that, you know, there is something in it for each one of them and obviously for the benefit of the organization. So this is key. Then the next one I would say is uh, curiosity mindset. People in the organization are normally told to follow a process. Yes, I have said something, A, B, C, D. Please follow that. Don't question it. Now, this is where if people are told to come up with new ideas, be curious enough like kids, and that's wherein ideas would come in for transformation. The, the real you know definition of transformation otherwise organization would make a change it will just be a step change they were doing something great they may be a 5 10 15 percent improvement but not a big transformational leap that needs some idea coming in from you know a bigger crowd you don't know who might give you those uh, ideas so crowdsourcing is a good idea here then last point is now when we would have done all these things, it, it would have probably given the organization a lot of thoughts to do that. Uh, how to prioritize? And here, I think what we have already seen and even I have experienced, we should focus on what we call as quick wins. Now, how to focus on those quick wins, which make the impact, which make people feel that, yes, what the vision that has been given to us is actually delivering. So this is like a change management concept, which is there across so many change management theories that I've read. Now, how can we prioritize? Obviously, it, it can be another, you know, a two cross two matrix. So on the X axis could be uh, the complexity on the Y axis could be the uh, the value. So we, sorry, the X axis, let's take value and Y axis, let's take complexity. So if the value is high, complexity is low, that's wherein are our uh, quick wins. And okay. if we do those in, in a smaller period of time, everybody will feel, yes, this is the change which is delivering. From top management to the last person doing their job, they will feel that, yes, I've started seeing results and now I will be more aligned to it and giving okay. my more than 100%. Then the organization can focus on higher complexity things, but yes, which are higher in value as well. So with these two uh, major uh, areas covered, then organization can start looking at those lower values idea. Can there be any further value add in order to make it better? 
or if there is nothing else then they can look at a lower complexity lower value or a higher complexity higher value with an improvement so with this i think uh, a, a two cross two matrix would let people understand that how to prioritize otherwise lot of organization land up into a longer term uh, horizon you know assignment don't see anything coming out and uh, the whole enthusiasm fizzles out so this is how i would put it how to take care of change management thank you thank you so much sir uh, today was absolutely enlightening uh, it's it's almost raining here uh, how, how are things over over there thank you you were listening to hashtag towards digital the only podcast on digital transformation we are working on the next episode but till then in the eternal words of matt damon from oceans 13 see you when i see you take care